Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What a fabulous show we have got planned for you on a topic that I have to tell you I am so passionate about. Many of you have heard me talk about my own journey. And my own journey meaning what? My own journey out of the corporate world and what that was like and what I then did for the next five years, what I studied in my master's programs and what I studied in my doctoral program. And some, some of you think, and I've said this, that it's a form of therapy. But the question is, the question is for all of us, can you be trusted? Can we trust, period? Joining me here today is the incredible author of the Personal Credibility Factor. Sandy, uh, Sandy Algier, I think I've got that right, is joining me here today, and we are going to kick this up. Sandy, a speaker, consultant, trainer, and she is someone that works with companies across the globe. She has written this book so that we can understand what personal credibility is, how to get it, how to keep it, and how to get it back. And so this is a huge conversation today, and I don't know if you all are listening to this show and fully understand the nature of credibility. I know for myself, it has been a journey, well, actually, kind of more like a roller coaster ride. And I'm so thrilled to have someone like Sandy joining here today so that we can talk about this. Um, One of the things that I love is when we look at her book and when we look at what she's done and we look at the awards that she has received for professional excellence, um, some of the work she's done with the Society for Human Resources Management. You know, she has been selected as a national faculty member and facilitator for the Society for Human Resource Management. And along the way, you get to write about something that's kind of been Burr under your saddle, I would think. But, Sandy, I want to thank you for joining us here today. We have got a ton of things to talk about. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. This little issue called, <laughs> <laughs> this little issue called credibility, it's yeah. almost like it's a curse word. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's if you look at it from an employee point of view, and in a workplace point of view, it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine what both employee, company, and managers really expect of each other. And then when you take it out into your personal life, it's bigger. Why did you pick this topic? I know there's a story here. <laughs> well, the story is, is a fairly simple one, actually. What The reason I picked this topic is that I had an opportunity to observe and, and work with and coach and help develop people in my professional career before I left the corporate scene for about 25 years. <laughs> and what I just kept running upon was this one true fact all the way through it, and that is that people focus so much on so many things but don't focus on the fact that um, 
they are maybe not able to build trust and respect in the workplace. And, and the reality is the other things are fairly meaningless if you can't get this done first. So uh, and I had a, a personal experience with it um, in terms of trying to work with a particular CEO that I had reported to. So it, it all combined to this is a huge issue, and I need to, I need to express it and hopefully help some people along the way. Well, I've got to tell you, I hear you, sister. Uh, I mean, and I know that that there is a story to tell. I mean, I've shared this before. As a matter of fact, uh, thank goodness that, you know, kind of you and I have similar paths, 25 years, you know, executive right. in human resources and found myself all of a sudden not being able to downsize a woman that was one month away from her full pension. And you know this oh, yeah. in HR. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'll ever get another HR job with this story because I couldn't execute the plan. But it raises issues, doesn't it? It oh, really yeah. enables us to take a look inside, Sandy, don't you think? Oh, I, I totally think. And, and, I, and I'm hopeful that uh, some of us will be inspired to look inside because really, in my opinion, the things that break our credibility can be quickly addressed if we can just raise our personal awareness around what they are and then choose to do something with it. So, in the scheme of things, and let's start, let's start at a, a macro level, if we could, sure. um, because I, I think it's I think it's important to kind of you know put the background scenery up before we actually get the people on stage. Okay. And what I mean by that is let's take a let's take a look at the landscape uh, uh, right now in our country, but in the workplace especially, and and take a look at where we've gone. From and let's say nineteen, let's just say nineteen ninety two ish, ninety four ish. Let's say where we've been and what we've gone through in terms of how the landscape of work and work relationships have changed. Right, right, uh, and and a huge part of that landscape setting, if you will, uh, has to do with you know the frankly the almost the erosion of trust. Uh, between employer and employee in the workplace, and we and this has not just happened as a result of our most recent financial downturn. No, it's, it's no, happened for as you say, probably the last, possibly even fifteen to twenty years. Uh, as sort of that whole psychological contract between yep. employer and employee has changed, and you know, we know the day that when you made a commitment to an employee, and when an employee made a commitment to an organization, that was pretty much expected to. Uh, to stay in place, not perhaps for an entire lifetime, but for a, a, re- a reasonable amount of time for commitment purposes. And with acquisitions, with um, changes in the global economy, with, uh, frank- frankly, greed <laughs> in organizations and, and with particularly with some senior leaders in those organizations, um, it's interesting. Employees certainly don't feel they can trust employers, but employer, employers, I will tell you, because I work with them all the time, are, you know, kind of hands on hip going, what's happening to the people? I can't get any type of commitment out of them. And, and so it's not really that hard to figure out if they would take, take a look at what's happened over the 10 or 15 years. But it, it's, it's interesting. Both sides see it as a um, sort of a breach in commitment, but, and neither seem to be really, really working toward making that change. You know, what's kind of interesting in all of this, and, and I love that you've taken this on. I, for those of you just tuning in to the Dr. Pacho, 
Let me introduce you to Sandy, uh, Sandy Aldryer, who is joining me here today, the author of The Personal Credibility Factor. And we're going to get down to that personal level because, that, but, you know, because the bottom line, basically, Sandy, is you could talk about corporations, you could oh, talk yeah. about companies, you could talk about cities, you could talk about the world. The bottom line is there is a person pushing a button somewhere. Yep. So it's more than just the entity. And the reason that I was asking you this question is because if we look at the pattern of things which you have you know, and we ask the question, what happened, isn't it almost from your training, and this is, where, uh, this is the question I've been dying to ask you, isn't it almost as if we have reconditioned a culture so to speak, and I'm just talking about here because it's not like this in other countries, but we have almost reconditioned, reprogrammed a culture to not trust first, in a sense, especially around work. You know, and I I really love that, uh, the way you put that, reconditioned a culture is exactly right. And, you know, all culture really is is how how people behave and what they perceive to be rewarded for for that behavior. So uh, the reconditioning is absolutely true. Um, and, and, you know, I can, I can recall, you know, just in my past 10 years of my professional life, you know, sitting through career development workshops and, and really um, kind of coming to terms with the fact that it is no longer a team. <laughs> it is individual. Uh, somebody compared it to a sports analogy said, you know, it's all individual contracts here and we're all sort of uh, independent agents. And, um, on the other hand, it is that exact lack of that that I think is creating some real challenges with people and with organizations because that commitment level is just completely lacking. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what that means, what the personal credibility factor is. We're going to ask you some tough questions on the show today, and I, I and you're going to get a chance to to answer these questions. Thing that Sandy has uh, really looked at, she's analyzed what she's learned. Uh, some of the stories that uh, we're going to share here today uh, that make a difference. And then the the question, then Sandy, as well is, given what we know, given what we've been through. What are we telling our kids here, Sandy? What are we telling our kids in the in the big picture, in the scheme of things? Yeah, uh, it's so interesting that Jeff said I had a. This is such a great story. I had a call this week from a from a woman in her seventies. She was a third grade teacher her entire career. Her curriculum as a third grader now, third grade teacher teaching seven and eight year olds. Uh, she's been retired for a good decade now, but her curriculum was based completely around teaching personal credibility to these kids. And so she was sharing with me um, the very specific curriculum that she taught and how she delivered the message and how she reinforced the message and so forth. And it just about broke my heart because what hit me is there is just, I would be shocked. And shocked is probably a too strong word, but I would love to hear about uh, that type of teaching that's going on in in the classroom today because I don't think it is. So it leaves it up to parents. And what are parents oftentimes doing, uh, saying, you know, do what I say, not what I do. So if I tell you I will be at your ball game on Friday afternoon and I, and I then don't make it, what I've taught you is you can't really trust in what I have to say. And there's so many examples of that that it's, um, it's, it's sad, frankly. Oh, it's, sho- it's actually shocking. And we're going to talk about this. Sandy, this is, wow, I'm so absolutely jazzed. I was so waiting to have this uh, interview today. And we're talking about personal credibility when we come back from break. We're going to be talking about 
your personal credibility. We're going to be looking and breaking down what personal credibility is. And here's the question for you. In research conducted, uh, hundreds of participants, participants, what do you think employees still believe a company and a, and a manager is obligated to provide? When we come back, we'll share that and much more. And Sandy will be telling us the most common credibility busters right here on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yogurt Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yogurt Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Margaret McElroy is an internationally recognized psychic, medium, and gifted spiritual teacher graduating hundreds of students from five continents a popular magazine and newspaper clairvoyant from nearly a dozen publishing houses she's authored eight books and hosted syndicated radio shows on over thirty stations around the world margaret says there's never been such a thirst for metaphysical knowledge check out her website at margaret that's margaret m c e l r o y dot com Introducing the featured re-release of Cat James' grassroots best-selling book, The Truth About Beauty, Transform Your Looks and Your Life from the Inside Out. The Truth About Beauty represents the most comprehensively researched and inspiring body and beauty guide to date. It's been called a masterpiece by New York Magazine's two-time nutritionist of the year, Oz Garcia, and a path to personal triumph by former glamour publisher Suzanne Grimes. The re-release edition of this modern health and beauty classic features 40% new material, including James' long-awaited recipes from her acclaimed Total Transformation programs, plus her living formula for freedom from food obsession, state-of-the-art natural skin, supplement, and anti-aging strategies, and a natural product resource guide called Worth Its Weight in Gold by Marie Claire Magazine. If you're ready to get serious, get the truth about beauty and transform yourself today. Visit informedbeauty.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And I would be stunned if you didn't have a question for today's show because I have so many questions. And joining me here today is someone that has really nailed it, Sandy Aldryer, author of personal the personal credibility factor so can you be trusted and uh what's running your life how do you stop how do you stop doing things that are that are really on the edge of busting your credibility for people do you have trouble forming relationships influencing others uh do people not trust you or believe what you say wow we're going to talk about this with Sandy because she has written an extraordinary book about this. And we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty here, Sandy. When all is said and done, we're looking at human behavior, aren't we? We sure are. That's at the end of the day. Uh, we, might, we might want to talk about character. We might want to talk about um, you know, all the things that create behavior, but most of us on a daily basis, all we have to go by is what we see in the actions of other people. We're talking about behavior, yeah. So I want to make sure everybody knows that if you wanted to check out uh, information about Sandy in the book, go to personalcredibility.com, personalcredibility.com. You're going to get to check out what she is up to. And as a matter of fact, you're probably going to want to take a look at the book and, you know, buy this book because this is more than just a book about looking at the nitty-gritty. It's about building relationships as well. You know, Sandy, let's start to talk about and define personal credibility for those folks that, well, I think I know what she's talking about, but maybe, maybe not. How did you define this, and what are some of the characteristics we need to be on the lookout for? Sure. Um, I get asked that question a lot, and what it really boils down to is personal credibility in terms of how others see us is what it is about what we do and how we do it that causes others to respect, to believe in us, and to trust in us. It's it's a combination of sort of the task or the, you know, the actual behavior and then the way we conduct that behavior that either creates credibility or, unfortunately, can destroy it for us. Mm. How aware are we of these factors? And, you know, I, I mean it because I was sharing a, a story with you during the break. And, uh, and, you know, for some of us that have kind of grown up in what I call old school, old right. school culture of things, um, I've even learned to be late. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how I said that, don't you, Sandy? What are the, there are nuances here. I mean, there, is, there are the obvious. Let's talk about some of the obvious things that either contribute to your personal credibility factor or not. Okay, we certainly can. And, um, and just, to, just to kind of um, just put a period on the end of the last statement, what, what I, I do believe is that um, many people are not thinking of those behaviors in terms of either building or losing credibility. We're just thinking about, oh, I just made a mistake, or everybody does that, or, you know, I have a legitimate excuse, and, you know, whatever. And and, and, and the reality is all of us do make mistakes, and all of us do flub up from time to time. But we also need to understand that when, especially when we start to form patterns of certain very basic behaviors, that's when others kind of look at us and say, 
don't know that I can believe in you. I don't know that when you tell me something that I can expect it to come through. So I don't know how you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to just talk about some of the credibility busters. That, yeah, let's, um, let's do it. Okay, okay. Well, uh, let's kind of beginning with um, probably the most important one is, is the issue around failing to keep commitments or failing to do what you say you're going to do. Now, I think on the big things, a lot of us are fairly effective in that area. In other words, um, let's say that I make a commitment to get a project completed on a vo- with a volunteer team, uh, and I, you know, overall I get that get, get that done as I stated that I would. But how about all during the time process that I was working on it? How many deadlines did I miss? How many times did I have to call? whoever else would maybe have a dependency on me on that same team and say, you know, I'm, I know I'm running behind on this. I'll get it, and I'll get it to you by tomorrow. Um, and it's that kind of, you know, just missing the missing the deadlines or missing the uh, commitments on a, you know, periodic basis that ends up kind of breaking it down for us. And that's what you were saying a little earlier about being late. I mean, all of this has we run late from time to time. It's just a fact of life. But there are those of us out there that are, well, you can pretty much depend on our being late. And, I mean, we all have friends like that. I, I know I have a friend that um, I will set up lunch with on a pretty regular basis, or I used to. I'll put it that way. I used to. And consistently she was calling me on her cell phone while I was waiting for her in the restaurant and saying, you know, I'm stuck in traffic or about an appointment before you ran late which, you know, maybe that happens on occasion, but I completely got to the point where I expected it to happen. Therefore, when she started, you know, calling me and seeing she was interested in it or if I was interested in having lunch with her, after a period of time, I just didn't want to go there any longer. She's a nice person, but I just couldn't depend on her. You know, this is like every day, every day things that come up, every single moment of every day things show up in our lives. I mean, we have to make decisions, don't we? I mean, I think this is what you're really talking about here, yeah. Sandy. You're talking about the personal decisions we make every moment of the day. It is. And it we're is. very busy. Things are really speeding up. You know, all of this slowdown of the economy and this and that, wow. At a personal level, things are like in full gear. And That's so it. we get to make decisions um, throughout the day. And sometimes we're kind of going the right direction and sometimes we don't. Is there a difference between, how do I want to say it? Boy, is there a difference between um, intentional mistrust and accidental mistrust? I just made those terms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is a difference. However, unfortunately, at the end of the day, from the receiving party, the difference you know, it, it isn't felt so much. In other words, um, I am absolutely, my, my friend that I was just mentioning, I'm absolutely confident that she didn't, she never intentionally decides to run late. It is that she intentionally doesn't make different decisions that end up creating her uh, situation where she is always running late. Uh, it doesn't just happen with me. It happens with other friends that we both have. And, and so she's making decisions that, you know, she, she believes she can fit more into her time schedule than she reasonably can. And that's where I think all of us really have to do some self-evaluation. You know, my experience is there's two things that keep us from keeping our commitments. It's either, one, sort of a lack of organizational skills and really having a full, a good system for keeping appointments and making sure that we don't 
um, miss out on things. The other is, and far more likely, I believe, is a, a real desire or just a real tendency to overcommit. Mm-hmm. We think we can do everything. We think that, that no big deal, we can take care of that. And then we also don't think through the consequence if we don't deliver on that commitment uh, in an effective way and the fact that others will start basically looking at us and going, I really can't believe you anymore because you're not delivering on what you said you would do. And even though being late for lunch doesn't sound like that big of a deal, being late for meetings, being regularly late to show up at, at whatever, you know, restaurants, whatever it may be, over time sends the message that, no, oh, I don't think I can trust you with the big things, so I surely can't trust you with the bit little things. Well, and, you know, how does this then translate into the rest of our lives? And how does this, well, transfer, rather? Um, you know, is it, I mean, I made a comment earlier, Sandy, about, you know, being reconditioned or being conditioned as a society to right. move into this place where uh, reliability and accountability are secondary to meeting some other goals we might have. Right. And, uh, and, 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 and you know, we, we have a gazillion reasons for, uh, you know, not, up, not up-leveling the degree to which people trust us. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because we are living in a society where that's becoming more and more the norm. Um, but what I, I believe, and, and my research tells me this, is that over the long haul, that that ends up interfering in our personal, our interpersonal relationships in all facets of our life. When we, um, in other words, just accepting that as sort of you know the way it is, uh, we'll end up having a pretty traumatic and negative impact on other facets of our life, like marriage and our relationships with our kids, and not just the workplace, but all sorts of different areas. And so it's what we do and how we do it ends up affecting you know, kind of the heart part of the whole equation, not just the head part. (laughs) Well, and, you know, part of this is talking about so many different aspects of this. My very special guest today and I, we're going to talk about the credibility busters in a number of different ways. Um, But there are certain things you point out that I want to talk about, Um, and and one of them is blame. Uh Uh, You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if we can kind of lump blame and excuses together. I think they're a little different, uh, but I wanted to talk with you about that. Is there a difference between making excuses and blame from your perspective, Sandy? Yeah, I think there is. When when I think of making excuses, I don't always end up blaming someone else for those problems. It, it, It could be... Um, you know, just factors. Here's, here's an example, just the one I was mentioning. I got hung up in traffic and I couldn't get to a, a scheduled appointment. I'm not pointing the blame on anybody other than, well, I guess I am blaming the traffic or so the nebulous piece of traffic out there. <laughs> <laughs> but we also, I mean, the old, you know, the whole, you know, the dog ate my homework. Yeah, well, you know, oh, the, the reality know, is I put my, my homework somewhere where the dog could get to it. Um, so, to me, excuses have to do with kind of looking at our own actions and saying, okay, what could we do differently so that we would not be in a situation where we're trying to make an excuse about something the next time? So how do we proactively, you know, identify what's causing these things to happen and then try to move them differently? Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, the, the what I'd like to call is the acidic nature of blame. What does blame really do? Is it just about an excuse or does it have long-term credibility 
consequences. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey guys, I heard you talking about the Ageless Secret. You've got to try it. Just a few sprays of the light mist and my face feels tighter and smoother. The longer I've been using it, the better my results have become. You're going to absolutely love it. So go to agelesssecret.com or call 888-424-4247. That's agelesssecret.com or give them a shout at 888-424-4247 and get some now. Performance Velocity brings you the breakthrough human performance formula. ETA equals R, where energy intelligence is the key competency for the successful business leader. Are you ready for this emerging trend? You can ignite leadership, accelerate execution, and deliver peak performance every time. Performance Velocity can help you, your management team, or your company. Call 303-744-2464. Human performance is their business. Visit PerformanceVelocity.com and start getting results now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. For more information about us, check us out on our website. Please sign up for the newsletter, and it would help us enormously if you took the survey. That's on our homepage. Uh, it's, it's just a, an incredible way to let folks know and let us know how we're doing, what you like, what you'd like to see differently, and to give us a little information about, about you, uh, com. And also, you could get there quickly, drpatlive.com. We're having a conversation today, one of my favorite topics, uh, and, and actually quite a dilemma if we look at it from a global and, and a personal perspective, and that is personal credibility. If you go to personalcredibility.com, you will see my guest today, Sandy Aldryer, on the cover uh, well, on the web page, but the book, The Personal Credibility Factor, is right there. Lots of information and, more importantly, a very, very significant topic. You know, Sandy, let's talk about blame. We said we would. Okay. And, um, you know, some people think blame is sort of a unidimensional uh, perspective or a component or construct or whatever you want to call it. And I wanted to know from your perspective, you know, does it have many tentacles, or is it sort of Johnny on the spot right there? Oh, I, I having not had your psych, psychology background, Dr. Pat, I'm, I'm not sure that I can absolutely answer this, but my belief is that it probably does have many tentacles that kind of all go back to this issue of, you know, are we personally secure? Are we, are we 
are we okay with not being perfect? <laughs> and and when and we get less and less okay, less okay with um, you know just the fact that we are human, that we're not perfect, that we may be wrong from time to time, then we're much more likely to play the blame game. And the more the more insecure we are about our own imperfections, the more the blame game will come out. And, and what I think so many times people don't understand is it doesn't solve a darn thing. Uh, the fact that we might be able to establish or put blame on someone else for an issue, the issue still exists. And, and usually it continues to get worse and worse. So the, a, a truly credible human being is going to look for opportunities to solve problems versus figuring out who or how that person might be to blame. Well, you know, part of this is the dynamic of this. I mean, if if we're talking about personal blame, I think it's one thing. I think if we're talking about, uh, 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 you know, the bus ran over my uh, homework, like you talked about. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Personal blame, uh, from your perspective, how does personal blame cause damage to relationships, so to speak? From your well, experience, from what you've seen, whether that be in the family or whether that be in the workplace, maybe it's easier to uh, to sort of give an example of what that Perfect. might look like. Um, I think just for an example, let's say we're talking in our personal life, and and um, and um, I know probably some of your listeners have this issue where there's an a- aging parent in the family who might be having some health problems, and maybe more, more than maybe one you are the main sibling among siblings that have the care responsibility of that parent, and if you continue to take care of that parent without any support and help from your siblings, what you're most most likely to do is start to feel very um, resentful toward your siblings as well as placing blame on them for your problem. You know, they're not helping, they're not contributing, I've got this all on my own, and so forth. And in the meantime, parents still have the problem, the health issues still exist, and nothing is being done about it other than you're just getting more and more resentful and you're placing blame. The relationship typically between you and your siblings, maybe even with your parents, starts to erode. The problem doesn't go away. And what credibility and integrity, and those two terms in my mind really do overlap, would have us do is talk to the sibling and say, you know, this is a problem. It's causing a lot of stress for me. Um, let's talk about how we can share the problem and how we might be able to work together on this. And I know that not every sibling will respond to that, but until we've addressed it, we absolutely aren't going to respond to it. Yeah, and, you know, all of this is under what you talk about or refer to as personal credibility. i got to ask you this question. I mean, once you diminish, and I'm not going to say lose, but I'm going to say diminish, once you diminish your credibility with another individual or a group of people, what do you have to do to get it back? How do you, can you get it back? Um, the, the really tough news is that I don't know that you can get it back with everyone mm-hmm. every time. I think sometimes um, it is possible that, that that won't occur. But, but, this is the really great news. It can be rebuilt far more often than it is not able to be rebuilt, but it does begin with um, we have to make a decision that we accept the fact that we've done whatever we've done to lose credibility with those individuals or that person. 
in other words, we have to step up to that decision ourselves. We have to know where, where we went wrong. And then uh, it really gets back to the whole basic of approaching the person saying, I really made a mistake. I didn't handle that correctly. I'd like to be able to start all over, or I'd like to be able to reestablish or restore our relationship. I'm willing to do what, what needs to be done. Would you be willing to work with me on that? Mm-hmm. Now, that's a tough conversation, and I know that there may be times that the response would be, no, you know, go pound salt or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the reality is we can't. it's very difficult for us to reestablish credibility with others until we know we've done everything we can do. If I can't look at myself in the, in the mirror and say, I've made a very honest attempt at that, then it absolutely can't happen. And oftentimes what happens is it may not be restored at that moment, but others have a time to think about it and become uh, more receptive and a little at a time, credibility can be restored. And I want to ask you, Sandy, in your experience and both in part of personal level and a work, you know, in the workplace, what do you believe are, if I were to ask you, Sandy, your top three violators, what would they be? Um, huh, good question. Top three violators. Um, well, I would say um, especially among organizational leaders, I talk in my book a little bit about um, three secrets about credibility. And the first one is about understanding that power and position and status have absolutely nothing to do with it. The, the two are two separate issues. You may have a leader with credibility who is powerful, or you may have a leader who is powerful with zero credibility. And, and one of the biggest mistakes or violators I've seen as, as people progress in organizations is just sort of slipping into this mode of, because I'm in charge, people will follow. And, and while their behaviors may indicate they're following, they're, typically they're, you're, not, you're not getting done what you want to have done. So the reliance upon power and, and status is, is just, frankly, not an accurate reliance. And over time, leaders will, will not be successful, even though they might have some short-term success. So I would say that's a big one. Um, I would say also there's a real tendency today, but there has been this way for some time with technology kind of affecting our pace and what we get done and how we get it done. Uh, there's a real tendency to be, frankly, overly committing in what we can accomplish. In other words, using electronic uh, mediums such as email and, and text messaging and, and, you know, cell phones and so forth to say, sure, no problem. And, you know, I'll get right on that. And that will take me five seconds. And mm-hmm. then we have 25 or 30 different distractions and interruptions that occur, which keep us from doing what we just said we would get done. Right. And oftentimes we just forget. And even though that, that's not a, you know, a sin against nature, it is actually over time very difficult to build trust when we just consistently make little promises that we, that we end up not being able to deliver on because we haven't, um, We've been trying to operate it way too fast of a pace. And I would say um, probably the thing we were just talking about, about not having the skill and and the intent to solve problems versus cast blame would be probably the third major violator. And I see this 
and I have seen it, unfortunately, at all levels of the organization, from, you know, the frontline employee all the way through the senior most executive. And we see it, oh, my goodness, in government and with politicians constantly around. It's all about who did it versus, wait a minute, what's the problem here? How did this problem start? How can we go back and resolve the problem versus deciding who did something wrong? And organizations um, grow and fall based on that one issue around around the blame issue. It, it may not seem like credibility, but the real I'm going to come back to credibility is about building trust. We cannot build trust when we're focused on on um, on pointing the finger and creating blame. Well, this is really a lot of information. I mean, this is this is wonderful information. I, I'm really thrilled, Sandy, that you're really you're taking this on, and 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 you've also suggested ways that that we can take a look at ourselves and things that we could do in the book to help us all. Uh, how should I say it? Build that trust and respect. I mean, you talk about some secrets of personal credibility as well, which I'd like to talk to you about when we come back from. From break, okay. uh, and also you refer to an invisible fence. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could you could just tell us really quickly what that means. That invisible okay. fence. Sure, be glad to. So when we look at ourselves and we look at personal credibility, do you think it's really on our mind, Sandy, right now? You know, I, that's that's really why I wanted to write the book because yes. I don't think it is. I I, I think that um, we think of these things in very abstract ways, and we. We just are zipping along and not really understanding that these daily behaviors that uh, we exhibit are having an accumulative effect on our credibility. So I, it's an awareness raising, and also these are basic, straightforward things that we just we need better skills at in, in, in order to be more successful. Well, and, you know, this is, uh, for, for those of you tuning in, the book is called The Personal Credibility Factor. If you go to the website, personalcredibility.com, take a sneak peek, take a look at what's going on, um, you're going to get lots and lots and lots and lots of information. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the invisible fence that Sandy talks about. And did you know there are three simple secrets to personal credibility? Would you like to know what they are? And then, more importantly, do you really think you can do them? That's kind of the $64 million question, isn't it? How much is it worth to you? How much is personal credibility worth to you? Do you see its importance? And do you understand the repercussions from not having an impeccable reputation? We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. 
Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you living your life to the max? Is there anything you would like to change about how you feel or what you're experiencing? You can have anything you want, and empowerment psychic Linda Dickinson can show you the way. Living your life to the max is more than a catchphrase. It's what we intended when we came into this life. Empowerment Psychic Medium, Linda Dickinson, online at InMyFuture.com. For private sessions, call 800-206-9096. Live your life to the max. Learn how to help people deal with loss and the grieving process. The new online certificate in bereavement studies at the Center for Integrative Health focuses on the spiritual, cultural, and workplace aspects of loss. Completely online, the one course per month format allows you to complete the certificate in as little as nine months and earn graduate credit from a regionally accredited institution. Financial aid is available. Visit centerforintegrativehealth.org for the National University Systems Center for Integrated Health. That's centerforintegrativehealth.org. Have you signed up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter? Find out about upcoming guests, current promotions, events, and information. Go to thedrpatshow.com. That's thedrpatshow.com. And sign up now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Boy, this is a topic that I love talking about. And I think we learned to talk about these things because we've had our own journey and our own lessons, and I really have had some of my own. And I think part of the journey is to get an acute level of awareness by taking a look at who we are and what we do and how we affect other people. Um, you know, today, joining us on the show, uh, a very special guest, Sandy Algier, has been part of the conversation. The Personal Credibility Factor is the book. Personalcredibility.com is the website. Um, Sandy, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's um, been great. Uh, I mean, I think it's amazing. And part of what I wanted to ask you about is, you know, I wanted to ask you about this uh, this this in- invisible fence, but also there are three secrets. There are three things that you point out that we could do. So do we start with the fence or, or do we start well, with the we, secrets? We kind of all, I have hit a plum one, and that was the issue I raised a little bit about understanding the secret that, power and status and position and personal credibility are not linked. And the reason I think that's important is because a lot of us think you become more credible as you achieve more stuff, uh, when you reach higher planes on the organizational ladder and so forth. And that is, that is not necessarily the case. It can be. But to, to just think there's an automatic link and you automatically become more credible as a result of, of a higher position and status is absolutely not true. And people that with high credibility quickly figure that out and understand that so much more to it than that. And most of that has to do with 
um, building effective interpersonal relationships and being able to deliver on on uh, the commitments they make. The second secret, and what you just mentioned, is is the one uh, that is really has to do with authenticity. And what what we're talking about here is we just know. Uh, our human sort of in, in, um, antenna sort of goes up, and we have a, a sort of a sixth sense. Typically, when we're dealing with someone who is really and truly who they are, expressing who they are, not putting up barriers or, or between us and them. You know, we most of us have had experiences when we can kind of walk up to someone and there's just, I don't know, it's sort of like this vibration that goes off that says, ooh. This person is very, something's going on here, and I don't know what it is, but maybe they're being very distant or um, trying too hard to connect. And there's a whole different way, a lot of ways these invisible fences sort of jump up. When I'm talking about an invisible fence, just to make sure your your listeners understand, you know, most of us have, have seen this where we, we're out walking one day and maybe in our neighborhood and we're walking along and all of a sudden out of the front door one of our neighbor's houses comes a, a dog, and it's running toward us, barking and yipping, and comes right to the edge of the yard, and then doesn't go any further. And immediately, you know, what we think, well, what's going on? Well, what's going on there is there's an invisible fence that is keeping me from the dog and the dog from me. Mm-hmm. That that invisible fence is pretty much what I think of as that authenticity barrier. And when we have the invisible fence engaged or um, in, in place, it's very difficult for people to build trust in us because they're, they're sensing there's this barrier there. And it doesn't always show up in the same way. Some of this, it's sort of a, a, our personalities are very distant and we don't give very much of ourselves away, so that can be a barrier for us. Another one is just the opposite where uh, maybe someone is very outgoing and very engaging and tends to exaggerate all the time. <laughs> so and that becomes sort of a, uh-oh, something's not right here because that person is not being honest and truthful and I know they're over, uh, they're exaggerating the point. So it's all about authenticity and those individuals who are able to just say, you know, I'm not perfect, I am who I am, but I'm, I, I'm not trying to make you think I'm something different than I am to be able to build respect and trust a little more easily because that invisible sense is not um, getting in their way. Can we learn how to be credible? Can we learn this? I mean, I, what, I'm, yeah. what I'm trying to say is um, in the corporate culture or in the organizational culture, there are some people over time that have been looked at as heroes. I mean, there really are. There are stories that happen in the culture, and that's part of what culture is. And, you know, and then there's a subculture, you know, groups of people that really look at folks that stand out, that stick up for the impossible. And I guess the question about credibility is the same question that gets asked about leadership. Do you have to have it or can you learn it? Exactly. And and that's just about leadership, for example. That's been battled and debated for, you know, centuries (laughs) now. And I don't know that, you know, that there's ever been agreement on it. My personal belief, based on what I've seen, not just on my philosophy, but based on what I've seen, is that we can learn it if we choose to believe that it's important for us to do so. Mm. That's the big one. I mean, it, it's. I think it is more natural for some of us, maybe, than others, because we all are different, have different styles, different um, 
uh, personality issues, communication styles, and so forth. But I do believe that all of us can become more, much more credible as human beings if we choose to learn more. And if we choose to stay in the dark about it, odds are we're not going to, to do that very much. When all is said and done and we step back and we take a look and get back now up to the macro level of the conversation, because, boy, we've talked about a lot today, you know, what is the message on personal credibility? What is it, you know, at the individual level, Sandy, at the group level, and at the global level? The message, I believe the message is that personal credibility is, is what is at the very crux of our success in life, whether we're talking about one-on-one relationships with, you know, the others that, we, that matter to us, whether we're talking about in our country and whether or not we have organizations that will deliver on what they promise to deliver versus... Um, you know, cooking the books and, and creating an environment where it looks like they are, but in fact they're not, or whether we're talking about countries and, and government and whether we can d- develop trust and respect for those countries and governments. It's all about personal credibility at the end of the day, and um, we can choose to ignore it or we can actually take this on and have a dramatic change for ourselves individually as well as contributing to organizations and, frankly, our, our entire country or maybe world. Wow, that's big. <laughs> it is big. It is big. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. Uh, please give out your website one more time so everybody can, you know, plug in. Sure. I would love that. It's personalcredibility.com and, and my name also has a website, Sandy Allgaier, and that's A-L-L-G-E-I-E-R.com. Okay, well, thank you, Sandy, for joining us here today. Thank you all for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. And remember, you know, the ball's in your court, as as it is in mine and Sandy's. What are you willing to do today? What are you willing to look at today? What does your personal credibility factor look like? And remember, it's about progress and not perfection. We'll see you right back here on the Dr. Pat Show. Thanks, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.